Welcome to the inaugural episode of City in Snow. This is a modified Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition Let's Play podcast. My name is Lizzie, and I'm the DM. I'm going to play the world and its inhabitants. We're going to work together to build a story with four players as four characters who explore the city of Elthana's stand. Will they solve a mystery? Will they meet new friends? Will they fall in love? The answer is D. All of the above. This episode includes a short meet and greet with the players, an introduction to their characters, a brief primer about the world of Lanamora, and the situation these characters find themselves in at the beginning of the story. So, who wants to start with your name and your character's name? My name is Miranda, and my pronouns are they, them, and my character's name is Six. He is a he, him. He's a good boy. He's a cat boy. <laughs> He's tabaxi. Hi, I'm Izzy. Uh, they, them, also please. I'm playing Yor, who is a tiefling paladin. Uh, Oath of Ancients. And they uh, they also use they, them, or she, hers, fine. My name is Anna. She, her. I will be playing Ilivara, Blood Hunter. Also she, her. Still looking for love in all the wrong places. Hi, I'm Lane. I also I go by she, her, and I will be playing Hannah Mothwatcher, a half-elf fighter, a champion fighter, who is kind of a fresh-faced military recruit with less brain cells than fingers. <laughs> She's kind of very optimistic and wants to help people a lot, but doesn't really have the brain power to do so very much. She also goes by she, her, and she's looking for excitement and whatever she can do. We have a party of such good, good people. <laughs> Q&A order is going to be Miranda, and then it's Lane, and then we have Anna, and then we have Izzy. So you ready? Question one, very important. What's your history with RPGs and role-playing? They do get funner, I promise. They they get fun. So I I guess I picked up fourth edition basic kit when I was like twelve or something. I had heard stories from my mom because she had played D and D a bit when she was younger, and it just sounded really cool. I saw the Dungeons and Dragons episode of the show Freaks and Geeks, and I was like, I need to do this. And I didn't have anyone to play with me for like five years while well, I had all the rules and everything sitting around. Oh. Then I, I got I got some friends together, I learned fourth edition, and later I ended up playtesting D D next with more of my friends, and now I play fifth edition and sometimes Pathfinder and sometimes Call of Cthulhu and other stuff. Ooh. So my history of RPGs is fairly recent, to be honest. Um, I only started about about a year and a half ago. I played on a... Well, initially, I was just... I found one game, and I was like, this is amazing, I'm going to keep doing this. And I then very quickly became a Forever DM, because, you know, that's how that happens. I played in a Vampire the Masquerade live play for a little bit, and absolutely loved it. But I also run, uh, I think it's now six 
fifth edition games in my own time. So this is the, so this is the first time I'm getting to play for a little while, which is really nice. I'm really <laughs> glad about that. <laughs> Aside from that, my favorite RPG is Monster of the Week, very closely followed by Call of Cthulhu. Nice. Okay, next up, Anna. In the beginning, <laughs> I was a very nerdy kid in high school, and I had a friend whose boyfriend was going to be running a D&D game. I had played games like Baldur's Gate, Diablo, Neverwinter Nights, things like that. And so the D&D thing just was like, that makes sense. I need to play. So I started playing in high school, ended up that DM was really cute. So I kept him for myself and married him. (laughs) (laughs) And I have been playing for probably over 17 years now. Started in 3.5, moved into Pathfinder. I've played several other types of editions, 13th Age, Fate Systems. Recently playing Shadow of the Demon Lord, which is very interesting. Pathfinder 2nd Edition, 4th Edition D&D, 5th Edition D&D. And I play every week very reliably. I still have a portion of my group from that original group 17 years ago. And we play every Saturday. Um, Yeah, so I really like D&D. I play a lot of it. All (laughs) kinds of... Uh, tabletop role-playing games. I was going to say, I uh, I got to know my boyfriend like six years ago because I was his DM. Oh, nice. 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 Like the reverse, because I was the DM. But, yeah. Lastly is Izzy. Ah, so, uh, this is my first campaign of a um, tabletop role-playing game, but it's been a long time coming of quite the slow burn of just like a lot of nerd stuff and then um doing a lot of rp just in writing without the game generally i mod to rp groups i'm really into that and just like a love of games and i watch a lot of D campaigns but uh now i finally get to play and it's really cool so i'm excited for you you all have so much experience and that's okay um so quickly i'll Answer this I also question. have 9,000 hours on Roll20. You have to mention it, because <laughs> I, I won't get there unless I just cheat. I but I can to, try. <laughs> I want to mention that I was like, when I was 10 years old, I somehow became an administrator on like a pro boards forum for Warrior Cats. RPG. Oh my god. Nice. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know if I was just really well spoken or something. I mean, hey. <laughs> Someone was, mildly was... responsible becomes an admin. That's just what happens. Yeah. But now it's going to be full circle because I'm role playing a cat again. Now names. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 10 years. I don't know. Time. Uh, I started playing in 3.5. I took a long hiatus where I didn't have any frequent games throughout um, late high school and college. And then after that, I played... I've had some good luck with campaigns where I've had... um, I went through a full 3.5 campaign 
I DM'd a campaign and a half, and I have been in a full 5th edition campaign and a half. Um, and then I started branching out into other RPGs, and I'm currently in a game of uh, Shadowrun. Yeah. Next question, we're back at the top with Miranda. Oh, uh, yeah. This is also extremely important. What's the best snack for RPGs? Best snack? Mm-hmm. <sighs> I guess cookies? Okay, we've got one for cookies. Anything that you really... It, with any kind of gaming, you just need something that's not too, like, greasy or Cheeto-dusty. Because that just gets gross. You end up with character sheets that are orange. <laughs> <laughs> My Cheeto character sheet. <laughs> <laughs> Your Chester, Chester Cheetah tabaxi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. We did consider making this whole podcast out of uh, <laughs> different snack and cereal mascots, but... Um, we ended up saying no, but I ended up maybe, maybe saying that I might end up putting an NPC in that is Tony the Tiger. Um, <laughs> cannot confirm or deny. <laughs> so that sounds like a confirm to me. Go on to Keebler Elves. Oh, no. See, those are, those are the gnomes, though. Those are definitely gnomes. Keepler so. elves are like gnomes that think they're elves, but mm, we know. <laughs> they're actually too tiny. They're very tiny. They they're so tiny. So, they're the same yeah. size as garden gnomes, right? So, like, maybe there's some other kind of thing. Okay, we're off topic. Lane, what's your favorite? <laughs> what is not your favorite, but the best, the best snack for RPGs? So this is going to sound really like fucking pretentious, and I'm sorry, but <laughs> um, one of the snacks I I made when I went to this like this first game and took a lot was I just like baked tofu in curry, Ooh. and just like took that as finger food to eat because it's not it's like it's quiet, it tastes amazing, and it doesn't bother anyone else with like crunching. So <laughs> that works. That Can works. I change mine? <laughs> no. <laughs> cubes. Oh my god. So I changed mine to gelatinous cubes. <laughs> I've got one down for cookies slash cubes, and one down for tofu slash cubes. <laughs> Anna, what's your favorite? What is not your favorite? What is the best? The, the best. best. The definition of best snack for RPGs. Um, if you could get this to be cube-shaped, I will be very impressed. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, Jell-O's good, but I've never once had it at D&D. Jell-O? Jell-O. You cut it mm. into cubes. There you go. Too fussy. I know. Too fussy. It's too fussy. Yeah. Um, God. I don't, I don't know. I really like uh, I guess pretzels, especially like the stick pretzels. Those are good. Those are good. Get some. Do you like the, the big stick ones or like the little the stick little ones? stick ones? The little stick ones. Okay. 
Those are almost cubes. <laughs> They're almost <laughs> cubes. If you cut them up, they could be cubes. Otherwise, like sour gummy worms. Oh, mm-hmm. you're talking about the skinny sticks. I thought yes. you were talking about yeah, the yes. little, little no, no, oh, the little I do like sticks. those little nuggets though. I just nuggets can't have the peanut too. butter filled ones. Okay, Izzy, up to you. Uh, tell me the best snack for RPGs. I don't think I've ever snacked for one of these, but uh, I want. I have a bin of chocolate covered raisins, and that oh. would be my choice right now. Fuck yeah. Good stuff. Okay. We're at cookie slush cubes, tofu slush cubes, pretzels that like those little stick pretzels, um, and choco raisins. Um, I'm at, um, I like to get those fruit packs, the little gummy fruit packs, put them in the freezer, and then have those. What? Uh, How long in the freezer until they're frozen? They don't quite freeze all the way because they're kind of, you know, jelly-like, I guess. What? I have to try that. It's really good. I highly suggest it. <laughs> okay. Uh, what is we're back top from Miranda. Hardest part first in line. What's your favorite dinosaur and or prehistoric animal? Ooh, uh... I don't know if the C-H is pronounced or not. Um, if it is, it's Chalicothere. If it's not, it's calico fear. They're like these weird, I think they're related to giraffes, <laughs> but they're like knuckle walkers, like gorillas, and they have no living like descendants. They're just like completely extinct. I just love um, entire genuses that are just gone because they're like a- they're like aliens, basically. I, I am finding a pronunciation guide. Calico therium. Therium? Calico fear. Yeah. Yeah. Those are so cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we've got one for Knuckle Walker. <laughs> Extinct genus completely gone. <laughs> Next up is Lane. Oh my Everyone God. else, get your Google. Get your Google on. Go for it. So I, like, I was I was looking up what the like really really tiny ones were, like the, the tiny little raptor ones, and I found out there's like eighty or so <laughs> species of them. So, Sounds about right. <laughs> so after quickly looking at the pictures of what I think like most of them look like, I'm going with the uh, oh my god, the Nukuwebasaurus. It's about the size of like a big house cat. <laughs> And it's a little raptor. <laughs> oh, cute. That sounds extremely adorable. <laughs> if it's not, like, destroying your shins. <laughs> I dare it to. <laughs> Just pump the little thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. That sounds like an actual pet. <laughs> I was wrong. They're not related to giraffes. They're rated, related to rhinosaurus. Rhino? Wait, rhino... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's rhinosaurus now. <laughs> Big rhinoceroses. Okay, Anna, what kind of uh, prehistoric animal and or dinosaur is your fave? Do saber-toothed tigers count? Yes, but I believe they are saber-toothed cats. Smilodons. Yes, Smilodons. Thank you, correct. Um, I do have something to admit, and I might get banned from this group, but I don't really 
like dinosaurs. Excuse me? So got a <laughs> Excuse <planet>. me? Nervously. <laughs> <laughs> like I do like fossils, but I I will accept favorite fossil type. I I don't know. The swirly majig one. <laughs> the swirl? Yeah. I have, I have two omnites. <laughs> yeah, they're really cool. Okay. And uh, we're skipping that uh, treasonous statement okay. and going to Izzy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, my favorite dinosaur is the Stegosaurus, but I wonder if there's probably some kind of extinct mammal that I would pick if I knew more, which is a crime, I feel. It is. Yeah, Thank you more. for admitting your fault. <laughs> <laughs> this is hey, a safe I, space I to, to uh... talk about your hatred. Apparently not. History. <laughs> <laughs> I have a bachelor's in ecology. I feel no. like I've let myself down. Oh no. At least you could tell us, like, you know, more of the function of. That's fine. Um, one time, <laughs> one time I was DMing a game and there were some skeletons and one of the players got really excited and they got really excited because they study skeletons. I'm sitting there like, oh, okay, I hope I did everything right. And they're like, oh, it's so cool. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> let's, yeah, sure. I do. I hope I represented this correctly. <laughs> um, I uh, really like um, Dimetrodons, which are like precursor. I believe they are Permian era, not dinos. Therapsids, right? It's hard to tell. They got that big back fan. Yeah, they got the back fan. That's a pre-mammalian way of regulating your blood temperature. Isn't that neat? It's a um, tiny boy that a lot of people mistake for a dinosaur. Yes. I think those are really cool. He's just himself. <laughs> I, I also, like, work with some fossils at work, with, at least with some of the cheaper ones. So I have been looking up a lot about mosasaurs lately and i think those are also really cool they're base there they are underwater predators and we have a lot of samples of their teeth and mosasaur in general is a just a term for a bunch of subspecies and species within that genus i believe so that's cool you can just buy you can buy fossil teeth like yeah buy the pound I think I have a sword tooth. Either that or Megalodon. I don't know if those are related. They're, uh, Megalodon, I think, is the really big shark. Yeah, Mosasaur is a bit older. forget which one. The Megalodon teeth would be uh, a- about four to six inches, depending. Okay, so, so it's, a, it's a Mosasaur tooth. Yeah, yeah, if it's kind of brown and triangle-shaped, not shaped like a pentagon. Yeah, and yeah. it's small. Yeah. So that's enough for t- fossil talk, I think. <laughs> they're, they're so down <laughs> You know, the worst part is that dinosaurs aren't really in Real? the setting right now. Wait, no, we're not what? doing that. 
<laughs> they're not in the setting because it's all cold in this part of the world. So, like, a lot of reptiles aren't really present. So, next question. Feel free to veto this one. But uh, a day job or hobby that keeps you going. And Miranda. Hmm. I have a lot of hobbies, and I sort of split through them daily, but I guess the the main ones are video games, drawing or writing, and reading. Those are all big ones. Okay, we are definitely going to circle back to that at some point. But, same question for Lane. A day job or a hobby that keeps you going? Mostly. Like, again, I flick between a fair few, but I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy XIV during, like, quarantine and <laughs> lockdown. I'm also, like, half working on a game myself, but that's going a lot slower now because, you know, the world's kind of in a shit stack at the moment. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like a visual novel that's slowly coming <gasps> along. I'm getting the writing done, but cool. everything else is up in the air. Nice, nice, nice. Next up, Anna. Same question. So I, I do try to balance a day job with my illustrating work. And sometimes it doesn't sustain me, but then I find little projects to do. So recently participated in a game jam with a Yay. certain other person here. Very so, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so Vertato and I uh, worked on a game with a couple other friends, and that was a lot of fun doing the art and assets and Vertato doing all of the programming. So programming it's RPG maker. But don't sell yourself short. <laughs> Still. Uh, but I do try to do illustration as a side job, which makes my life very hard. Cause then I, I work all day and then I come home and I work some more. But I do like drawing, so it's not too bad, I guess. I love your art. Thanks, I love your art. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay, next is Izzy. Uh, I'm just going to shorten it to hobby that keeps you going. Okay, yeah. I'm pretty much in the same boat of hobbies that I cycle to keep things fresh, I guess. Uh, just, like, drawing, writing. I write original work and for my, like, RP groups and video game stuff and any animal I can get my hands on to hang out with. <laughs> Yeah. So it sounds like I'm the only non-artist in this group. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> we accept you for who you are. <laughs> okay. Uh, hobby that keeps me going. Um, I want to say cooking, but sometimes that's out of necessity because I'm a person. Uh, playing other RPGs. I have hobbies. God, singing in the shower. Goddamn. That's that, I'm writing that down as my hobby. Cause, um, what y'all didn't hear this morning was, uh, me going over the soundtrack to, uh, the 2019 
revival of Oklahoma in the shower and beyond and around while cleaning. So that was just an excellent fun time. Look, (laughs) musicals (laughs) are excellent and uh, somewhat unappreciated. So, yes. It's a really good version. I highly suggest it, especially if you say, oh, Oklahoma, you mean that? That sexist bullshit? It's like, yes, but we're, we updated it. And now it's, uh, you know, slightly less that. Anyway, last question. Top three most influential non-RPG media. Books, TV shows, plays, books. Mm. On there twice. Movies, Tumblr threads, memes, all of the above. All of the above. All of the above. Uh, Top three. Uh, not and, not specific type of media. Peace within that media. Oh, peace within that media. Oh, oh I should add art in general, like fine art. Game of Thrones or okay. A Song of Ice and Fire, not the TV show. Uh, Game of Thrones. Okay. Well, a Song of Ice and Fire, <laughs> the longest title for the series ever. I know I do that too. George Martin. Um, and. Ancillary Justice by Anne Leckie. Mm-hmm. And this is hard. Uh... <laughs> yeah, this is one to throw us. A... You can't just throw us a question like that. <laughs> I can. I can. Because <laughs> we can just go back around to that. Okay, so let's do next. Next person. And then we'll we'll circle back. Okay. Oh, should we just do one and then go in a circle saying one and then the second one in a, another round? Let's do that. So we got, yeah, that we gives got people two more time you. to think. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. A Song of Ice and Fire. Okay, Lane. My number one is a very small RPG Maker game by a guy called The Catamites called Space Funeral. Okay, next. Anna. Diablo, the first one. Ooh. Is it? Final Fantasy, and if I have to pick one, it's 12. See, as someone who doesn't really play video games, but is on the periphery enough to know that you shouldn't ask someone what the their favorite is, I would not have asked you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Any um, media... This is torture! Should I have just said books? Would that have been easier? I No, I'm illiterate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so me, top three most influential non-RPG media. Um, I really like the look of Frank Lloyd Wright interiors, and I think that that kind of philosophy of architecture interior design should be put into more RPGs. Ancillary Justice by Anne Leckie. Number two. Probably a book called The Gunseller by Hugh Laurie. Yes, that Hugh Laurie, the one that plays like House and stuff like that. Okay, yeah. He wrote a book called The Gun Cellar, and it's really fucking good. (laughs) Uh, War of the Spider Queen book series. 
Oh, a whole series. A whole series. Because it has evil drow lesbians. What? Hello? Oh I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, can we just get the title and uh, the name of the author so that everyone can write it down? Oh, God, I don't remember. It's multiple different authors. And I don't have it right now on my bookcase. Okay, we'll have to make a note of that for later because I believe there are some people here who um, have a new <laughs> book that they need to read right now this minute. There are six in the series. Authors, Ari Salvatore, Thomas Reed, Richard Lee Byers, who is an excellent author, uh, Paul Kemp, Lisa Smedman, also an excellent author, Philip Athens, oh yeah, we talked to that guy on a podcast, Richard Baker, so they're all written by different that's awesome and the art is also gorgeous because it's by Braun cool um Izzy yeah okay alright I'll go with it uh there's an anime and light novel series called Bacano and it's about uh well it jumps around oh you know oh hell yes thank god I've been on Tumblr before (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Look, it's so terrible. <laughs> oh, 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 how do I describe it then? Uh, most of it takes place in like 1930s Prohibition era New York and some other because there's a transcontinental railroad. There's a lot going on, but that's what's so cool is that there's a ton of different plots and characters and everything like kind of comes together and, and works with each other in chaos, but also stuff that like ties and it's incredible. I love them. Okay. Um, my my second is going to be the Farseer Trilogy by Robin Hopp, um, starting with Assassin's Apprentice. Uh, Robin Hopp consistently um, makes my heart beat really fast and then absolutely stabs it by hurting characters. But... Um, that's excellent, and I love it, and I love all her books. It's just sometimes it's hard to read, because I tried reading one of her books, and it ended up being a little bit similar to uh, what we're going through today. So that was a little oh. bit of a... I understand that this might not be the right time for me to read this book, but I'll remember it for later. So we are... We're going with three. This is the last round. We're going with three. Last round. We can keep going though, but I think uh, I think I might have a rebellion on my hands if I ask for more. <laughs> I think yes, in the interim. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could go with something. Something that I, I like that I've been playing recently is Hypnospace. <gasps> yeah, yes, it's cool. You are. It's like you're a moderator. On an alternate 90s internet that is accessed through dreams. And it's weird. And good. Okay. So I was like, the struggle is going to be what the third, like most influential thing to me was and i was i was i was bouncing between something i find really good and something i'm so spiteful about being shit that i want to make something better than it i understand 
understand that though. Um, I'm gonna go with it's a manga series called Sky High. It's something that will never ever get an anime because it's actually too like thinky for. No, I'm changing my answer. Even You're as I'm talking about answer. it, because <laughs> you don't want it to be related to the Disney movie about superheroes in high school. <laughs> I we don't talk about that. <laughs> uh, it's, it, same track. It's a re- it's a manga called Junk Record of a Last Hero, mm-hmm. and the only way I can describe it without doing it a disservice is if you if like. You know how superheroes have like, or they have their powers, but their suit is kind of like their brand and what identifies them? Yes. This is kind of like, what if the superpower was tied to the suit and you gave those suits to whoever and they were allowed to do anything they wanted with them? It's like, what Amazon's The Boys is actually, is like trying to be, but like six times better. <laughs> I like that concept though because it um turns so it good. from you're born a certain way into uh you know there's a whole different philosophy about what superpowers are and what people yeah. are who have them. Right? And like the great thing about it is they are just giving it to just normal people who are following their own like guidelines and what they want to do with them. So, like, one guy kind of just uses it to, like, screw around and, like, go on super-powered, like, ego trips. And then one person is, like, this massive fan of, like, a pop singer. So she just uses it to, like, follow her from, like, a a mile away and just be her bodyguard. Mm -hmm. Like, kind of like a Batman, but for this one specific pop singer. Oh, it's so good. It's such, like, psychological... I love it. I'll stop. I could go on for so long. It's okay. Good thing there aren't any anime nerds on this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no anime nerds allowed. No anime nerds. We read manga and uh, <laughs> we get to the original source material. Also, Junk is another one of those things that will never, ever get an anime because it's like the dark, one of the darkest bits of fiction I've ever read. <laughs> okay, Anna. So I was contemplating what my third one would be and then listening to Lane reminded me of a conversation I recently had about what media has turned me into such a fucked up individual. And <laughs> I was going to say, I, I really love Dragon Age game series, but deeper than that, when I read manga as a young, as a young person, the manga that I read was X 1999 and MPD Psycho. One is about the end of the world and people get their limbs torn off all the time. The other one oh, no. is about a cop with multiple personality disorder solving horrific crimes. So I think they're very telling to what I'm into now. Not not in real life. But in terms of media. In terms of narratively, media, yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Izzy. Okay, I think something that's close to the types of things I want to create is uh, Steven Universe. Because it it's, does the balance of, like, drama and personal issues and, like, taking on things, but in a way where fantasy allows stuff to be, like, peaceful 
which is really nice. Like, you can be kind, and that's a strength. I like that sort of stuff. And obviously, all of the representation is really awesome. And, yeah. I like the kindness as strength thing. Um, I I just think that's, that's very neat when... When people use it not only as, like, a foil to the idea of uh, strength is only power, right? Like, the idea that power and strength need to be tied to this aggressiveness. I I think Steven Universe actually makes it more of their own, which I like. I think that's really cool. Yeah. So I have my third piece of media that influences me. And I thought about this because... Um, I really like movies, and there are a ton of movies I absolutely love, but I was trying to figure out which one influenced me the most. Then I realized that my the background of my computer is the poster for Amadeus, and uh, that movie and play especially, they just, they really resound with me in a lot of ways. I, I love that I think that that's movie. just excellent. Yeah, I, I like it. I... I love Mozart's goofy laugh. I love the way Salieri is just inside his own head and so much. I, that's, that's really wonderful to me. That's really just, that is a great, great character dive, I think. We've reached the end of this very difficult last question. Can I just make a blanket statement for Yes, you may. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. Avatar The Last Airbender. Is good. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. Like four, 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 four. yeah, we do. Yeah, like, yes. I, was, I was considering that we, for we three, can agree but I was on like, that. ah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a collective. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> nice. High fives all around. Yay. Okay. Any other parts of the Q&A you would all like to do before we move on? I totally was going to... Actually, the answer I was going to give for my third one was Magic the Gathering. MTG. Ugh. Sorry, I'm, yeah. There's so many. I just love the art. I I actually read one of the novels once, believe it or not. I also read one I of the novels once. A long a, time A novel ago. related to a different, an IP in a different media format. Imagine. Imagine. Okay. I have a bit of a speech. And... Speech. Speech. Yes. Yeah. And then that should be it. I think that will finish our session zero, our meet and greet with everyone. Before we get into the fiction, I have a brief speech about what kind of podcast we're going to do. There are some topics we aren't going to cover. I know I consider listening to shows to be a form of escapism, and for that reason, there are some real-world and serious topics that we will not be exploring in this fiction. For example, we're not going to be looking at police aggression. There is not going to be violence related to gender, race, or uh, sexual orientation or gender presentation. Also, no explicit sexual content. Um, that won't. We will be flirting. Very likely there will be lots of flirting, but no explicit finality to the flirting. Anyway, this is awkward already. There will be no harming of very cute animals or children. There will be no mysterious diseases or elections hovering above us like some sort of Damocles. And due to the specifics of the setting, there are no undead. 
there are likely going to be places and times when we might skirt close to the line on some of these subjects. And for that reason, I'm going to work with our wonderful, excellent, perfect editor to add content warnings in the info for the episodes. That said, this is an explicit podcast and that is, we're not for children. It's an explicit podcast that children should not be listening to. At minimum, there's going to be cursing. There are potentially, if the players are lucky, some lewd situations and possibly some mind-altering substances and murder and mayhem and like some really bad puns. So that is my speech about what kind of thing we're doing for this podcast as, as a group, what we've agreed upon, and what you can expect as an audience. Okay, I think that's the end of our session zero. City in Snow is part of Novi Studios and takes place in the setting of Lanamora ages before the events of the Legends of Lanamora podcast. To find more City in Snow content, share your thoughts or predictions on Twitter at City in Snow, one word. Thanks again to my wonderful players. How can people find you all? I'm Anna, and you can find my work on Twitter at UnrulyCrypted or AnnaHannon.com. I'm lame, and you can find whatever it is that I do, including my incredibly strange brand of posting at LineTheOrder on Twitter. I'm Izzy, and you can find me and my art and writings at SquishyNight on Twitter. I'm Miranda, and you can find me at Rotato Farm on Itch, Twitter, and other places. And I'm Lizzie, and you can find me at L-I-Z-Y underscore B-R on Twitter. To check out more shows and streams from Novi Studios, check out novistudio.io. That's N-O-V-I studio.io. That's everything. Thank you. <laughs>